it is an unchanging principle that at any given time the church of Jesus Christ may either be growing stagnant or declining as a local assembly this principle is a fact that at every given time it is either we are growing or we are stagnant or we are declining retrogressing the ideal condition obviously is to grow look at somebody and tell the person we are to grow tell the person Numa temple we are to grow tell the person as a church we are to grow and the desire of God for his church is that his church will grow when I started the series I made mention of the fact that growth is normal it's a sign of normalcy when a child is born we expect that the child will grow because that is natural once the child finds him or herself in the right in the right environment and is well nourished we expect that the child will grow you plant a seed and you expect the seed to germinate and then grow it's part of normal human life or natural life the body of Christ the church of Jesus Christ was planted as a seed and must also grow every local assembly must start like we plant a seed and must grow so the expectation of God for us as a church is that we should grow then to another person and tell the person God's expectation for us as a church is that we must grow now what is a growing church what does a growing church look like and how can we tell when a church is a growing church number one I want to do this very quickly number one a growing church experiences additions to the church this emphasizes membership growth or increase in the membership of a church in the book of Acts chapter 2 the verse 46 to the verse 47 the Bible says so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart the verse 47 is very critical for what I'm saying praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor and the Lord added to the church daily please talk to someone tell the person and the Lord added to the church daily the Bible says and the Lord added to the church daily those who have been saved the key phrase here is that God added to the church and the Lord added to the church daily and this concerns the early church the bible says they broke bread together ate together had fellowship together embarked on evangelism together they were together they were united they focused on the on the apostles doctrine the word of god and the bible says and the lord added to the church daily such as we're saved a growing church is the church that god God acts daily, weekly, and monthly. 
if you are not receiving, if a church is not receiving additions, new members, to be part of the church, then you cannot say that the church is a growing church. The Bible says, and God added to the church daily. God added to the church daily. A major feature and a vital one, of course, of a growing church is the record of its frequent additions to the church. So when you think about a growing church, you should be looking at God adding to the church daily. God frequently adding to the church. That is what we call a growing church. A growing church experiences the Lord adding to the church daily. A growing church adds to the church and does not scatter. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor a growing church adds to the church and does not scatter. Look at another person and say neighbor a growing church adds to the church and does not scatter. So if we say ICGC Numa Temple we are a growing church then what it means is that we should be we should facilitate the additions of new members new souls to be part of the church then we can say our church is a growing church the question is how do we add to the church how does god add to his church the verse 47 of the scripture i read acts 2 verse 47 it says praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily those who were being saved god adds to the church based on soul winning number one write it down soul winning the bible says and the lord added to the church those who have been saved if we want to grow as a church then we need to be conscious and passionate about soul winning. Everybody say soul winning. Can I hear voices who say soul winning? A soul winning church experiences church growth. A soul winning church adds to the church. When a church lacks that principle, when a church lacks that passion to go after souls, to look out for the unsaved, and get them to be converted, that church will be a dead church very soon. If we will grow as a church, then we have to be conscious, we have to be passionate. Our drive must be towards soul winning. Every member of the church must go out there, be passionate about soul winning, speak to the unsaved, and get somebody to be born again. The Bible says, and the Lord added to the church those who have been saved. It means that until we go out, until we win souls, the Lord will not add. The addition God will give to us is dependent on we facilitating the salvation process of the unsaved. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you have a responsibility and I also have a responsibility. Romans chapter 10, the verse 13 to 15 says that for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? 
as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings of good things the bible says for a person to be saved they must call on the name of the lord and the bible says before they call they must believe and before they believe they must hear and before they hear there must be a preacher there must be a soul winner now this scripture gives us the process by which a person can be saved that before somebody can call unto jesus before somebody can say lord be my god be my personal savior lead me guide me forgive me of all my sins for the person to be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of jesus christ the bible says the person must call but for the person to call they must believe and for them to believe they must hear and if they must hear then there must be a soul winner there must be a preacher look at somebody and tell the person be a soul winner tell the person if you want new temple to grow if you want your church to grow then you must be a soul winner turn to another person and say neighbor if you want this church to grow if you want god to add to this church then you and i we must be soul winners we have to be soul winners the bible says whoever calls on the name of the lord shall be saved how then shall they call on him on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach unless they are sent as for that one it has happened long time ago matthew 28 speaks about it go ye into the world and make disciples of all nations so we have all been sent we have the mandate to go out there so instead of criticizing people who are unsaved instead of condemning them our responsibility is to ensure that we win their souls for the lord if we don't win souls if we don't get the unsaved to be saved we will not get god adding to the church the bible says and the lord added to the church those who have been saved so as we embark on the journey of soul winning and we get people to be converted to know jesus then he adds to his church everybody are you following then he adds to his church one of the things i want all of us to take notice of is that god is not happy to see unbelievers god is not happy to see people perish the bible says in first timothy the, the chapter 2 the verse 3 and the verse 4 it says for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior who desires all men to be saved it is the desire of god that all men can we all shout all men can i hear your voices when i say all men all men in a generic sense means all i mean men and women but the bible says that it is god's desire to see that all men will be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth the passion of god the will of god the interest of god the desire of god is that all men not some men but all men will come to the saving knowledge of jesus christ that is the desire of god now it means that when you are a soul winner you are fulfilling god's desire when you win a soul you are fulfilling the will of god that is why the bible says that he who wins souls is wise i cannot say for those who don't win souls but you can infer from the scripture 
the one who wins souls the bible says is wise it is wise to go out there and speak to a friend speak to somebody you don't know speak to somebody who doesn't know jesus and tell them about jesus get them converted and let them know jesus christ look at somebody and tell the person it is wise to win a soul then to another person and tell the person it is wise to win a soul and tell the person that fulfilling the word of god talk to somebody tell the person fulfilling the word of god and the will of god and the desires of god is to go out and win a soul and win a soul and win a soul raise your right hand and say god help me that i'll be a soul winner for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth it is god's will second peter 3 verse 9 also supports that the lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness but is long suffering towards us not willing that any any should perish but that all should come to repentance god god and his will is that all men will come to repentance the bible says not willing that any should perish it is not the will of god that any man any woman will perish will die without knowing jesus but the bible says his will is that all will come to repentance all will come to what repentance it is the will of god now as christians if we want to fulfill the will of god concerning church growth then we we need to add it to our timetable our calendar our shadows for the week for the month for the year and determine like the number of houses you want to build before you die and determine the height you want to attain like you like the height, height you want to attain that there are a number of souls that are win for the lord the question this morning is that when you began planning for the year was soul winning part ask your neighbor when you began planning for the year you are not asking because you say no because the answer is, is no now for many of us it's about our finance about marriage about our health about the job we are doing every plan is about us and unfortunately we don't consider the kingdom of god and how we can support to advance god's kingdom the bible says seek you first the kingdom seek you first the kingdom I want to admonish all of us. Be, let us be soul winners. Be a soul winner. It is wise to do so. It is fulfilling to do so. A friend pastor was talking to me about one gentleman who has become a pastor in the church and I felt very good because I led him to Christ when we were in the university. Level 100. And now he's a pastor. And when he was talking about it, I felt good that God used me to lead him to Christ. And now he's also a pastor preaching. Another pastor I know around, I mean, the central region, doing great works there. We're in an accounting class, being taught accounting. And the gentleman sits by me and I start speaking to him about Christ. You don't know Christ. He accepts Jesus Christ before we continue. But the lecturer was lecturing. And now he's a pastor. It is fulfilling. It is fulfilling. 
Today you are here because somebody spoke to you. Either you heard a message, somebody prayed for you, something went on. The principle cannot be violated. The Bible says for somebody to be saved, they must call on the name of the Lord. And if they have to call, they must believe. And if they have to believe, they must hear. And if they have to hear, there must be a preacher. There must be a soul winner. There must be somebody who says, I'll preach the word. Now, when we don't do that, then it means that we are not fulfilling the will of God. Tell your neighbor, if you don't win a soul, you are walking out of the will of God. Please open your mouth and tell the person. I give you that authority. Mention the name, the name of the person if you know. If you don't know, ask for the name of the person. And tell the person, if you don't win a soul. You are not fulfilling the will of God. You are not honoring God. You are not fulfilling the desires and the wishes of God. Because the desire of God is that every man, all men, will come unto repentance. Will come unto the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. So, for God to add to his church, number one, there must be what? Soul winning. Soul winning. Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Tell somebody as you go out to win souls, God is with you. And he will help you. Hallelujah. So number one, how does God add to his church? Everybody says so winning. Now how does God also add to his church? Number two, personal invitation. Personal invitation. Personal invitation. In John chapter 4, if you read the passage, John chapter 4, the woman at the well, it talks about the woman at the well and her encounter with Jesus Christ. And for the sake of time, I want to paraphrase some of the things there. After the engagement Jesus had with her. After the engagement Jesus had with her. And the experience she had. And how well she was blessed. The Bible says she went into the city. I want to read from the verse 28 to the verse 30. The woman then left her water pot. Went her way into the city. And said to the men come see a man who told me all the things that i ever did could this be the christ then they went out of the city and came to him the woman after her encounter with jesus went out to tell them that i have had an encounter i want you to have said therefore i'm inviting you to come and see come and witness come and encounter everybody say personal witnessing say personal personal invitation the verse 39 to the verse 42. The Bible says, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. Verse 40. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Verse 42 says, Then they said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said for we ourselves have heard him and we know that this is indeed the christ the savior of the world the woman went out to share what she had experienced and invited them to come and when they came and they also experienced jesus heard from jesus the bible says they believed 
even more than what the woman had said to them there is power in personal invitation if the woman had not gone into the city to invite them to come they wouldn't have had that encounter there is somebody in the community where you are who needs to meet jesus who needs to hear a word who needs to be part of fellowship that person has been waiting on you it is time for you to present an invitation to the person and tell the person there is a christ i have encountered there is a church there is a kind of fellowship a prayer session i have encountered please i'm inviting you to be part that was the strategy of the woman she went out and invited and when she invited they came if the church will grow in numbers if the church will advance then personal invitation is very important look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor if the church will advance then personal invitation is important a growing church is committed to personal invitation a growing church is a kind of church where the members are very passionate about adding to the church and so they invite according to research an invitation to church is one of the major and effective ways of even winning souls and adding to the church for instance Lifeway Research conducted a survey of 15,000 adults for the North American Mission Board to try to determine which of the 13 approaches is best is the best received when a church wants to be heard. The research showed the following results. 67% of the respondents everybody say 67 of the respondents said a personal invitation from a family member would be very or somewhat effective in getting them to visit the church everybody are you here a personal invitation from a family member another 63% said of the respondents said a personal invitation from a friend or a neighbor would be very or somewhat effective in getting them to visit the church another 63 percent of the respondents are very or somewhat willing to receive information about a local congregation or faith community from a family member then another 56 percent of the respondents are very or somewhat willing to receive information about a local congregation or faith or faith community from a friend or neighbor so 63 says we are willing to receive some information from my family 65 percent says we are willing to receive some information about the church from a neighbor or from a friend now if you look at these analysis or the results from their research it tells you that people are open to an invite from the church look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor people are willing Oh, come on talk to somebody tell the person that somebody is willing people are open to receive an invite from you as a member of your church now in addition let me just add another research from the institute for american church growth they asked 10,000 churchgoers this question what was responsible for you coming to christ and this church that is their church 
2% said I had a special need. 3% said I just walked in. 6% said I like the minister. 1% said I visited here. I just visited. 5% says I like the Sunday school. 0.5% says I attended a gospel meeting. 3% said I like their programs. 79% said a friend or a relative invited me. Again, this research shows that one of the ways, effective ways of adding to the church is personal invitation. Look at your neighbor, wave at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, I didn't hear your voice. Well, say neighbor. Oh, come on. Ask some flat rate. Why are you too stiff like that? Shake your head small and, and, and wave at the person and say, neighbor. Except the person is your wife or husband. Don't touch the person. But say, neighbor. Personal invitation is very important for church growth. The growing church is the church that makes disciples win souls and invites. How did we join ICGC, my family? Because somebody, a friend of my sister, my senior sister invited her when Christ's temple was at Bidding Power. And she went. When she went, she picked us also. We were kids then. And took us to Christ's temple. That is how come we joined ICGC. Because a friend of my sister invited her. And my sister invited us. And I'm a member of ICGC. I'm a member of the church. Don't underestimate personal invitation. And this week, I want to challenge all of us. Let it be part of your calendar of activities for the week. That one, you win a soul. And two, you will invite others to be part of your church. You will invite others to be part of a church where they go, where they live. We have to depopulate hell and make sure that heaven is filled. Raise your hand and say, I will invite somebody. Let me hear your voices well. Say, I will invite somebody. Alright, so the first thing I mentioned about church, gro church growth, I mentioned that church growth is about increasing in numbers. So for those of you who join later, you can write that down. That we are looking at what constitutes a growing church. That a growing church experiences additions to the church. And I've explained that. And one of the ways of adding to the church is soul winning and another is personal invitation. Number two, of what constitutes a growing church. And I end for the day. The growing church. Is made up of. Growing Christians. So the first one. A growing church. Experiences additions. To the church. And in that regard. I was talking about numerically. Quantitatively. God adding numbers. New people to the church. Number two. The growing church. Is made up of growing Christians. And this looks at it from the qualitative point of view or nature. That a growing church is not only about increasing in numbers. But a growing church is also about the spiritual growth of the members of the church. So it is not just about numbers. But we are also looking at the spiritual growth. The spiritual growth and maturity of the members of that church. 
Now, so when you talk about the growing church, we are talking about a church that grows in numbers and a church that has its members growing up spiritually, becoming like Christ. Again, an unchanging principle is that at every given time, the members of, of our churches or the body of Christ, they are either growing, stagnant, or declining in their spiritual life. At every point, you have to check it. Evaluate yourself at every point in time in your life. Because at every point, it is either you are growing, or you are stagnant, or you are retrogressing. Ask your neighbor, what is happening with you? Are you growing? Oh, I can't hear you. Ask the person, are you, are you shy of the person? Or are you stagnant? Or are you declining? You can decide to give a response to that if you want to. But at every given time, it is either you are progressing. You, you cannot be fulfilling two of them at a time or three at the same time. No. At every given time, it is either you are concerning your spiritual growth, you are growing or you are stagnant. Or you are declining. You are backsliding. My desire for this church is, is not for, only, for us to only grow in numbers. But I want to see everybody from the time you grow after a year. You, you must be more prayerful. You must learn how to read the word of God. You must learn how to live the word of God. You, you must be fortified in the spirit. You must be like Christ in this church. Church growth. One is about numbers. But the second one is about the quality of your spiritual life. When you join the church, stealing, after a while, you must stop stealing. Somebody say amen to that. You, I, I say, say amen to that, please. When you join the church, as a gossip, after a while, you must change. When you join the church, and you could not read just a page of the Bible, after a while, you should be able to do it. We must grow up spiritually, a growing church. Is the church whose members are growing up spiritually. And let me tell you something. It's very, very possible to be in the church for a long time and still be immature. Longevity in church is not synonymous to spiritual maturity. And aging is not synonymous to spiritual growth. So it is not how long you have been in the church. But how well, how well you are like Christ. Everybody see a growing church. So numbers are important. But beyond numbers, the members of the church must grow. They have to grow. We have to grow. Now Paul and the writer of Hebrews, they both complained about the lack of growth by their hearers. And because of that they said this. Hebrews chapter 5. The verse 11 and the verse 12. Then I'll read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. The verse 1 to the verse 3. And then we'll be done for the day. Thank you Jesus. Everybody say thank you Jesus. Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews says that. We have much to say about this. But it is hard. To make it clear to you. Because you no longer try to understand. Verse 12. In fact. Though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk 
not solid food. I'm sure this guy is tired with his hearers, with the church. And he's saying to them that, you have been here for a long time. You have been under me for a long time, hearing the word of the Lord for a long time, but you have dull ears. You are not responding. You are slow to understand. And he says to them that by this time you should be teachers. Not students, but teachers. But you are not teachers. And you need milk because milk is given to infants. Solid food is given to adults. And milk is given to infants. So what the writer of Hebrews was telling the people was that I have a challenge with your growth. I have a challenge with the church. The growth of the church. Not about the numbers, but about their spiritual growth. That by this time, they should be teachers. And, and for him to speak in that way, it means that he had looked at the time. Everybody, are you here with me? And realized that as a teacher, by this time, these guys needed to be teachers. But they were not. And he said that you need to be taught again the elementary truths about Christ. All over again. It is possible to be in a church and not grow up spiritually. Look at somebody and tell the person it is very possible. And ask the person, are you growing? Are you growing? Please, I want to hear you. Ask the person, are you growing? It is very, very, very possible to come to church and come in vain. Be part of fellowship and come and, and, and you are part of fellowship in vain. And that is why the responsibility is on us as men of God, as leaders of the church, to create an environment that is conducive for the growth of members of the church. So it's not just about numbers. We need the numbers. We are going to push the numbers. We need to advance God's kingdom with numbers. But beyond the numbers, we need to look at the quality of the spiritual growth of members of the church. A growing church focuses, one, on numerical growth. And two, spiritual growth. Paul also complained in 1 Corinthians 3, the verse 1 to the verse 3. He says, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the spirit, but as people who are still worldly mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. Look at what he said. He said, for you were not. And indeed, even now, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy, quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere human beings? So Paul was also fed up with these people expecting that after his, he had taught them for a while created an environment for them to grow up spiritually they were still behaving like babies in Christ jealousy in a church where the majority of the members of the church are jealous you cannot say the church is mature and this is what Paul is saying he says that for where there is jealousy and quarreling among you. In other words, by this time you should have grown out of that. Look at somebody sitting by you and tell the person, don't be jealous of me. Say confidently, tell the person, please don't be jealous of me. And tell the person, I'm not jealous of you. Oh, please, let's do it together. Tell the person, that, don't be jealous of me. And tell the, point your finger to the person and tell the person, don't fight me. Tell the person, let us not quarrel. Hallelujah. In a church where there are too many quarreling, there is a problem. A growing church will grow out of that. I pray that Numa Temple will be a growing church. We will increase in numbers. But we will also fortify ourselves in the spirit. Get to know Jesus better. That will reflect in our actions and our words. 
See, by this time, should have been teachers. At this time, Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 11 to the verse 13. Keep this in mind. This scripture reveals to us that the ultimate goal of the church and the calling of his servants, God's calling of his servant, is to grow the members of the church. Christ himself gave the apostles. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built. So that the body of Christ may be what? Oh, can I hear voices? So that the body of Christ may be what? Be built. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature and become mature and become mature and become mature. The essence of me being here and leading this congregation is this one, to become mature. Is that the congregation will become mature. So let us not assess church growth only by numbers. But remember that when Christ is evaluating his church, it will not just be by numbers, but it will also be by growth, spiritual growth. So we all come into unity. In the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The church must be a place where we grow. We grow unto maturity. A growing church is made up of growing Christians. Ask your neighbor, are you growing? If you are not growing, then there is a problem. That there is a problem with me. Or there is a problem with the environment. Or there is a problem with the system. Or there is a problem with you. Because everybody must grow. Everybody must grow. And listen, the responsibility is yours. The onus is on you to ensure that you are growing. We will do what we can as a church. But you have the ultimate responsibility in your, in your life to ensure that you are growing to become like Christ. My dream and my vision is that we will not only increase in numbers and fill this auditorium and start a second service. We will do. You say amen to that. We will do that and start a third service and a fourth service and all of that. But my, my greater vision is when I look at you, when Christ looks at you and measures you, he can say, you have been part of a growing church. That's my dream. I, I want us to talk like Christ, to live like Christ, behave like him. And reflect his life in our lives. Let people see us and see Christ. Let people watch us and see Christ. Let people hear us and hear Christ. That is my responsibility. That is my vision. And that's what I want us to accomplish here. Remember, the growing church experiences additions to their numbers. And a growing church, a growing church, a growing church, a growing church is the growing Christians. If we can grow, then the church will grow. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord increase you. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, church growth is both about numerical and spiritual growth of the members of the church. Look at the person. Say that, tell the person, be a soul winner. Invite somebody to church. But most importantly, please tell the person, most importantly, ensure that you are growing. Ensure that you are growing. 
be careful to grow grow to become like christ jesus let's give the lord a clap in the house